my opinion, I don't think you could find finer individuals than you would in Florida agriculture. Uh, it's just, you know, very resourceful, resilient, uh, honest, uh, high level of integrity. The, the people in Florida agriculture is what makes it such a special industry. And, and you find that in the citrus industry, you find it across any agricultural industry within the state. It's just, uh, as I said, I'm a relationship oriented uh, leader and uh, the relationships I've been able to build with some of the remarkable people in Florida agriculture is, are second to none. today to be uh, sending you another podcast today we're interviewing tom mitchell of class 10 if you haven't had the chance to meet tom mitchell at an alumni meeting or uh, an alumni gathering i sure hope you do in the future he is such a character class 10 loves him i love him um, and he is such a joy and honor to be around um, so if you don't know Tom, he is actually the vice president of Riverfront Packing Company in Vero Beach, Florida. He moved to Florida after receiving his bachelor's degree from the University of Richmond and his MBA from the University of Alabama. He began working for Riverfront in 2009 and has been very involved in the citrus industry, taking leadership positions in Florida Citrus Mutual, Indian River Citrus League, and Florida Citrus Packers. In addition to graduating from Class 10 of the Wedgworth Leadership Institute, Tom also participated in the Florida Fruit and Vegetable Emerging Leadership Program. He currently lives in Fort Pierce, Florida with his wife, Cheryl, and two kids, Will and Anna. Fun fact for y'all who are in Class 9, Tom is actually the brother-in-law of Daniel Scott. And today we get to interview him about his experiences in the program, as well as being the current Florida Citrus Mutual President. Um, Tom, how are you today? I'm so glad to have you on the line. Hey, Val. Uh, great to be on the line with you. I appreciate the introduction. It always makes me sound a lot better than than I actually am. And, and uh, I don't know how loved I am by class 10. I, uh, uh, that verdict's still out, but I'm, I'm glad to join you. Well, you know, I have some uh, great memories with you, Tom. I know that the class does as well. Um, if I recall right, we were in Scotland for the final seminar, the international seminar, when we found out about the election um, going in your favor for Florida Citrus Mutual as president. So just starting off the bat with some questions for you, what actually motivated you to become the Citrus Mutual president? I remember that night we were actually, Val, if you remember, we were doing the traditional Scottish dance, yes. the Kayla. And uh, I don't think I've ever gotten as much exercise as I did that night, <laughs> but uh, we, had a, we had a good time and, and uh, finding out that I was going to had the opportunity to be involved in Florida Citrus Mutual as the president uh, was uh, very exciting. Uh, you know, with my, my time with Mutual, I'll, I'll go back even further. I really started in the citrus industry. I came down to Florida back in 2003 and really wasn't uh, involved in the citrus operation that, that my in-laws are involved in on a daily basis. Uh, the Scott family is is primarily on the production side of, of citrus. And, um, and so I was kind of on the periphery, but never really involved until 2009. At that point, had an opportunity to become 
part of Riverfront Packing and work with uh, Dan Ritchie, who's the president of Riverfront Packing and, and a huge mentor to me. Uh, from the moment I started in the citrus industry, it was just an industry I fell in love with. And it, it mainly was due to the people in the industry. Um, I, I first got involved with Florida Citrus Mutual as, as an opportunity to meet people around the state uh, within the, the citrus industry because I'm located on the East Coast and we primarily grow Indian River grapefruit over here, but uh, we, we sometimes live in a bubble and, and just um, typically look at, look at how things affect Florida grapefruit. Um, it's not until I was exposed to Florida Citrus Mutual that I got more involved with processed oranges, which is by far the largest segment of, of uh, Florida Citrus, uh, and got to meet a lot of great people around the state. But but as as I continued with Florida Citrus Mutual, it, it uh, I continued to become more and more involved. And as I've learned the industry, I wanted to um, take some leadership positions. And um, but this past op- past year, I had the opportunity to put my name in as as president, and it's been a great experience. I'm working closely with uh, the executive director of Mutual, who has. Uh, a great deal of experience in the industry and he's taught me a lot. Uh, and it's just been a, uh, so far it's been a wonderful experience. Tom, I love that you shared your story. Um, your story in particular is one of my favorites among our alumni members, simply because you, you're in one of those incredible stories that came from outside the industry, you know, looking in sometimes as much as it's such a beautiful thing that I know Florida ag is so tight and so close and so inbred, but um, the fact that you shared, you know, coming from completely outside Citrus and then wanting to get involved, wanting to network, wanting to learn more, you, you truly epitomize that, that growing leader who's going to do what it takes to, to serve your industry. Um, tell me just, you know, in the last six months, having served as uh, Citrus Mutual President, what do you think are the 50-foot view highlights and lowlights right now concerning the Citrus industry? Give me, give me your perspectives. Well, it, as you know, it's been somewhat challenging with uh, Florida Citrus for the last several years. Um, in fact, my timing, <laughs> like everything, my timing is, is impeccable. I started in 2009 in the citrus industry, and I think our production has fallen ever since. As, as many people know, we, uh, we have uh, faced many, many issues with, with Florida Citrus over the years, but the but the discovery of, of HLB or, or citrus greening in Florida has has really devastated the industry, and and our production unfortunately has has sunk uh, to some all time lows. Um, just to give you some some statistics, you know, at, at one time in the '90s, we were growing upwards of over 50 million boxes of of grapefruit in the state of Florida. Last year. With with uh, now part of it was due to Hurricane Irma. We grew less than than four million mm-hmm. boxes, so it's just been a monumental shift as far as the amount of production we're having, and we're, and we're seeing that in processed oranges as well, where they used to grow over two hundred million boxes of oranges. You know, last year, uh, this year they're projected to to hopefully grow uh, a little over seventy million boxes. So. It's been a huge challenge for the industry and, and one that's um, something that we've never faced. And so that continues to be an issue. Uh, 
despite the challenges, we are seeing some uh, positive momentum, uh, not necessarily with, with grapefruit, which is where I'm primarily involved, but with oranges, we're seeing a, a rebound of some of the volume that we've had and, and some of the lows, and you're starting to see more production uh, this season than, than previous seasons. So we're hoping we're doing things from a, from a production practices standpoint that's going to allow us to um, increase some of the production around the state. Mm-hmm. But by far, that's, that's probably the biggest challenge uh, going forward. Right. Um, but, but like any, any industry in Florida agriculture, it, it, uh, everyone has, a, has their unique challenge. For us, it's citrus greening, but for, uh, for others, whether it's labor or water, or everyone has uh, you know, issues they deal with. So uh, it's just part of being in agriculture. Yeah. And you're, you're uh, of course, referencing a lot of things that we learned through Wedgworth, you know, getting those perspectives on different systems and dynamic problems that seem to shift as, as time goes on. Um, but I, what I love about you again, Tom, is just that your positive attitude and resilience, um, I think, uh, sheds a lot of leadership and a lot of light on what the citrus industry needs right now. You know, some hope, some, some resilience, knowing that there are, there, there are possibilities, there are um, turns in the, in the industry that are possible. Um, yeah, no doubt, Val. It's, uh, you know, I, I think we've, <clears throat> unfortunately it, it can become a self-fulfilling prophecy if you continue to look at yeah. the negative. Uh, and there's definitely plenty of negatives. I'm not, I'm not saying there aren't, uh, within the, the citrus industry, but, uh, we've got to just keep moving forward and one, one day at a time and, and see if we can, uh, I, I think, the resiliency is, is something that attracted me to the, to the industry uh, as soon as I started. And, uh, and all of these growers are, are uh, committed and, and trying to find answers and their willingness to work with others. And, and uh, between the researchers and the growers, I think we're going to find an answer. Mm. Um, and so uh, hopefully sooner versus later. Yeah. yeah. Well, let me switch gears a little bit with you, Tom. Um, let's talk about you as a leader. Uh, what have you learned about leadership or yourself as a leader since graduating from Wedgworth and starting now as the Citrus Mutual president, starting in other organizations? Yeah, probably. I mean, the Wedgworth program really shed some light on where some of my strengths are as well as some of my weaknesses. <laughs> I've always been more of a relationship type leader and uh, that's always been very strong with me as far as just getting to getting to know people and building relationships and and becoming a leader based on the relationships I have with others um, you know but but with that comes some some challenges as well um, you know I, I sometimes get too emotionally involved with certain issues mm. um, and uh, can be can sometimes be stubborn um, and uh, but but no I, I just seeing the many different types of leaders within our class, which was just a class of 30, but just seeing the different types of leaders we had among our classmates, um, it, uh, it really shed light on how I should approach others, especially those that have different uh, characteristics than I do. Mm. I, thinking about some of the, your comments just then about being that relationship person, that was totally 
your role in our in the class and i'm sure that every class had that person had that you know whether they considered themselves the class clown or the you know the person that just really helped be the glue and um you know i you already kind of answered it i was going to ask you what type of leader you think you are um do you see yourself as that same type of leader in the citrus industry i do uh, i kind of take that approach in, in all aspects of um uh, you know, both professional and personal relationships. It's, it's, uh, um, I, I, I value my relationships so much. Uh, and, uh, just, <clears throat> I've, I've learned so much from some, from, uh, many different people. And, and the good thing about me is it's easy for me to play <laughs> dumb. Cause I, I really am when it comes to agriculture, I came into an industry. I, I grew up the son of a dentist and a guidance counselor. And so my ag experience was nil. And so I, I came in as a blank slate and have relied on my relationships with other peoples to really show me the ropes. And, you know, I mentioned Dan Ritchie at the, at the beginning of the podcast and, and he is no doubt uh, my mentor and, and I've been able to learn the industry so much faster with him by my side than if I had to, had to learn that organically. And, and so um, not just him, but other, other people in, in both Florida citrus, Florida agriculture. Uh, I've always had a very open mind because I knew I needed to learn from these people because they knew a lot more about agriculture mm-hmm. than I did. It also showed me that there's a lot more smarter people than me. <laughs> uh, I, I felt like our class had some uh, remarkable individuals and, and uh and it made me excited about the future of agriculture and um you being one of them but i i think is is the key to it you know you can't just blast people with information you've got to have that relationship piece as well um you know now that we're talking about class 10 and your role in it what do you think is your favorite class 10 memory man there's so many good ones uh you know obviously the international trip is the first thing most recent experience so it's probably the first thing you go to and it was a remarkable experience in both um in both Swaziland and Scotland still don't know if I know exactly what the connection between those two countries is but but uh it was a a unique and incredible experience but you know really the whole process was just so enjoyable to me Uh, I mean even if you take the parking lot reflections that usually <laughs> happened after the seminar at, at the wee hours of the morning in the parking lot of, of uh, Clewiston or some other uh, urban area, it would be hard to pin down one, one moment. Uh, but, but all of it was just a, a wonderful experience. And it's amazing when, when you have such a wonderful class, like we did uh, the amount of fun you can have in whatever we were doing, whether it was sitting by the car in the, in the parking lot, talking about um, the previous day's programming, whether it was singing and dancing in Scotland, whether it was, there was just so many great experiences. What I, I will say this. So one of the memories that I will take away from the international trip is, is just the preconceived notions going into the areas that we were visiting and how, drastically those opinions changed after 
actually visiting those countries. Um, you know, everybody had these certain ideas as far as where we were visiting. And, <clears throat> you know, Swaziland, for instance, was, a, was the only absolute monarchy within the continent of Africa. And so people were questioning, okay, the king and how does that work? And, and what I took away after visiting the people was, you know, they just a genuine happiness that, that the people of Swaziland mm. had. And, uh, and so it was, it was, uh, really interesting to me, just to the culture and the, and the, uh, authenticity of the people there in Swaziland I, was, uh, yeah. Awesome. I mean, it really was awesome. Yeah, I, I agree, Tom. And I, I know that probably other classes had somewhat similar experiences where just getting in touch with a culture that you had maybe misconceptions uh, about, didn't expect them to respond the same way uh, or the way that they did. And uh, I know that Swaziland will forever stay in my heart. I was just thinking about, um, I was thinking about it this morning, just the contrast of when we went to Scotland and, and feeling that drastic, like going from third world to first world, uh, all within, you know, less than, you know, 12 hours. Uh, it was, it was almost a culture shock, but certainly some incredible memories there. Um, now that we think about you as a, an alumni member, Tom, what do you enjoy most about being an alumni member? What do you, what do you, what's been a benefit of being an alumni member at this point, having graduated from the program? Well, it, I'm first off, I'm honored to be part of the alumni association. If you look at the list of alumni from class one on, uh, it's, it's, uh, a, a very distinguished group of individuals and uh, many of which that I admire and, and uh, have probably, they've probably served as advisors or mentors to me as well, but, but I'm just uh, honored to be a, a part of the alumni group uh, because there are so many um, people way, way more qualified than I am as, as far as, and uh, their, their expertise and their knowledge and, and uh, and so it's just been a, a unique honor. Okay, Tom, I've got time for one more question with you. Uh, let's talk about what advice you would have if, you know, you were talking to a young person who was interested in uh, working who, again, may not have that agricultural background. Well, a couple of things pop into my mind. One is the people in agriculture. Um, and in my opinion, I don't think you could find finer individuals than you would in Florida agriculture. Uh, it's just, you know, very resourceful, resilient, uh, honest, uh, high level of integrity. The, the people in Florida agriculture is what makes it such a special industry. And, and you find that in the citrus industry, you find it across any agricultural industry within the state. It's just, uh, as I said, I'm a relationship oriented uh, leader and uh, the relationships I've been able to build with some of the remarkable people in Florida agriculture is, are second to none. Uh, and it's just the character of those individuals. And so for a young person, I would first point out that they won't find any finer people to work with than they would in, in, uh, in agriculture. Um, the other thing I would mention to them is, is, even if you grew up in it, if, if you're a, a newcomer to agriculture like I am, um, 
be dumb, play dumb. Uh, there's nothing wrong with not knowing something and looking to an expert to and ask that question. Um, you know, it's it's helped me tremendously uh, to to play dumb, and I can do it very honestly. Uh, but I I I ask a lot of questions. Uh, heck, you you saw it in in the programming. I probably ask too many questions, but but if you're open minded and are willing to learn, then uh, you know then then asking a bunch of questions will serve you mm-hmm. well. And I would recommend that even if you have a long history of agriculture, um, because you still growing up in it, it's you're, you sometimes get so immersed in it that it's difficult to take a step back and learn how you could look at things differently. And so um, whether you grew up in it or if you're the son of a dentist, um, always try to learn more about, about your industry. Tom, that is the best piece of advice. Be dumb, <laughs> play dumb. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I, it's, I come by it honestly. I, I love it though. Cause it totally ties into our last podcast. If y'all remember folks talking about humility, um, Tom is, an excellent uh, example of, of a humble leader in our industry. And uh, certainly we probably have more to learn from him, be dumb, play dumb. <laughs> but uh, I just, I can't thank you enough, Tom, for giving up some time uh, from your busy schedule in this season. Um, tell me, what is, what is the rest of your day hold? Well, we're just, uh, you know, Val, this, uh, this, the citrus season has, has gotten shorter and shorter as our production has, has fallen. And so I've got about two months left of packing and, and hopefully we'll finish this year's crop and start looking towards next year's crop, which we're uh, preparing for as we speak. So, um, you know, we're just uh, going one day at a time. Yep, exactly. More good advice. Um, Tom, thank you. And uh, thank you again for taking time from your schedule and uh, good luck with all of your progress um, and the rest of your term as Florida Citrus Mutual President. Uh, We can't thank you enough again for imparting some wisdom on us today. Well, uh, it's always a pleasure talking with you, Val, and um, miss you down here in Florida, but uh, we'll... uh, I'll catch you at the class reunion. Yeah, yeah, there you go. There you go. Well, sounds good, and and, uh, thanks again. Hey, Wedgworth alumni and friends, if you enjoyed listening to Tom Mitchell today and feel like you too have a story to share, please reach out to me. I would love to interview you for our next podcast. My email address is vmckee at ufl.edu. That's your alumni coordinator, Valerie McKee Sled. And again, I would love to interview you for our next podcast featuring your segment of the industry, what your experiences were going through the program, so on and so forth. Also, this is a quick reminder to complete your alumni survey. This is just giving us some data to go off of for the program, uh, considering that we're about to undergo some major changes in the program, as well as with the Alumni Association. This uh, alumni survey would really give us some data points to start with and and allow us to better serve you. Um, If you have any questions or concerns, please reach out to me. Otherwise, I hope you have a great day.